Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance. On this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, I am joined by podcast podcast contributor Jenny, who I haven't done a quick shot yet with, so I'm excited. And we are reviewing Give Love a Chai by Nancy Wen. And I apologize if I'm saying your name incorrectly. I'm just guessing. I believe it's correct because okay. I listen to the audio as well as reading. Okay, well, there we go. So if they if they said it like that, I think we should be good. But welcome back to the podcast, Jenny. Thank you. Okay, can you, <laughs> excuse me, can you read the synopsis from Goodreads? Tia Wang's wedding planning to-do list. Number one, find the perfect dress. Two, win her future mother-in-law's approval. Three, divorce her not-so-ex-husband, Andrew Parker. When she fell in love and married her childhood best friend on a whim in Vegas, Tina innocently thought love conquered all. Turns out that was a crushing lie. Her world shattered as she and Andrew were torn apart by secrets and mistakes. Ten years later, Tina has left the pain behind and carved out a new life with Mr. Perfect. The only thing standing between her her and her happily ever after, a divorce from Andrew. It should have been easy for Andrew to sign his name on a, the dotted line. Independent, prickly, and always in control, Andrew has done everything to escape his past. But seeing Tina on his doorstep after all these years, he can't help wondering what might have been. Andrew has never forgotten Tina and vows to fight for their relationship this time around. If he has to hold those divorce papers hostage to get his second chance, he will. Feelings resurface stronger and more complex than ever, but Tina and Andrew have more than Mr. Perfect between them. Can they overcome past mistakes to forge a future together or will new threats ruin their second chance at forever? Give Love a Chai is a full length contemporary romance that can be read as a standalone. It is book number two in the Common Thread series, Seduction in the City, Penny Reed Book Universe. Okay, so this released March 18th, 2021. The tropes are second chance, friends to enemies to lovers. Um, and it's not real, it's not a really tropey book. So those are really the only two. Um, like Jenny said, it is in the Common Threads series of the Smarty Pants universe. And it is a series of standalones with interconnected elements, which is a little bit more confusing than just the interconnected series, because since this is a Smarty Pants universe, it's its own series, but it interconnects with Penny Reed's Knitting in the City series. And it Oops. also interconnects with the Leopard's Bee series mm-hmm. that's like, in Green Valley. Yeah, so it interconnects with Smarty Pants romances and Penny's romances themselves. So hence the interconnected <laughs> elements. But you do not have to read any of the other books because the characters, they, they pop in, they pop out. You don't need to know who they are. Honestly, if you didn't know they were part of the Smarty Pants romance, they would just be random friends that showed up and it makes sense. Right. And this is a reread for me. So I caught a whole bunch more elements the second time around than Mm -hmm. I did the first time. Okay. So let's talk about Tia or Ting, which is her given name and Andrew. So they were basically childhood sweethearts who got married like fresh out of high school and they were together for a little bit, but then there were some things that happened that broke them apart. But, and so their entire relationship, like 
they truly loved each other, but there was secrets and Andrew, I had a hard time with Andrew because he's, he's stubborn to a fault, but he's really, really closed off. Right. Like he is sweet with mm -hmm. Tina, but he is not giving any emotion to anyone else. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to put any of his burden on her. No, he doesn't. And also like there, there are a couple elements in the story. Like one of the main things is a factor that broke them up in the first place. Like there is an incident that occurs and he doesn't even think like, maybe I should tell her what the situation is. Like he just holds it in and right. like, like if he, he just he, talked to her. Yes. He let her assume the worst mm -hmm. and just let her go with it. Like literally go. And then never come back. Like, I think yeah. that is the last time they spoke for 10 right. years, aside from like signing divorce papers, which we find out that it didn't actually go through. But I just, I was flabbergasted at the fact that there's this man who, who loves her like truly. And you can there are things that happen later, like you can see how much he truly loved her in those moments and still to this day. But why wouldn't he just talk to her? Right, because he his thing is it isn't his story to tell, but mm -hmm. but it is, and it's greatly affects his life. Mm -hmm. I mean, and Tina's life. Yes, but they but they both have some big secrets. Like Andrew has that secret, and Tia, like I can understand her motivation for not telling him what happened right. because one, like she already experienced what she did. And two, she went through this where he, like she left for reasons and he never made an attempt to contact her. And yes, she did not try and talk to him, but in the situation that they were in, like she shouldn't have to be the one to reach out. Yeah, and they, I mean, they were 18 and 19, maybe, mm -hmm. or 18, both of them, maybe 18 when all of this happened. So, yeah, her situation trying to deal with that at that young of age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see why she made the choices she did. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, and one thing I like her parents, they're a big part of her life and they have really high expectations. And they're wealthy and Andrew comes from not a wealthy family, but they never looked down on him, but he always thought that they did. And there's a moment where he comes across her parents again and his dad says something to him about how he just needs to, to basically leave her alone because she was broken the last time. But the one thing that I really like is the fact that her dad isn't saying this because he doesn't like Andrew. He is saying this because she was literally broken for like a long time after they were separated. And he doesn't want to, to see her go through that again. Right. Like they have these expectations that seem like that's why she's getting married to Mr. Perfect. Mm -hmm. She wants to meet his ex there her parents' expectations, but it seems like her parents are much more understanding than she gives them credit for, mm -hmm. um, especially with her situation when she was younger, like they were very supportive. Mm -hmm. And then when she decides to be with Andrew, there's a little like push and pull, but 
they ultimately support her and well, her decision. And I, but I think the push and pull comes from the fact that they are like, are you sure this is what you really want to do? Is this a decision that you are comfortable making? Like, are you like, are you sure that he is not the one for you and he is the one for you? And they didn't want her, they wanted they her making the choice. They didn't want her, her bad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But Andrew, his dad throughout the story, like his dad is a terrible person. Like he has been in jail off and on Andrew's entire life. He's a he's basically a con man and was just a bad person. Andrew has this thought in his head that he has to go through all of these steps to be to be more and to be better and even though he is more and better because he he's accomplished like he still has this fear that people look at him and see his dad right and he has he has like these thoughts that just kind of jump in throughout his internal monologues mm -hmm. of like he's not good enough or he's suddenly going to snap and become a deceiving con artists mm -hmm. overnight well and and she's really supportive of him and like he, but sometimes he takes the things that she says at like face value it doesn't look at like the deeper meaning because there was a a moment she said something i can't remember what she said but he didn't he heard like the first section of it he didn't listen to everything that she said he was like oh she must be miserable oh like this isn't going to work out because she she doesn't think that I'm worthy of like the position that I have or worthy of the life that I have. Right. Like there's one instance where they're talking about like their future mm -hmm. and she doesn't use any pronouns. Mm -hmm. So he takes it as like it could be some imaginary future with anybody mm -hmm. and not him. Like he needs it spelled out. Well, like, and I, I, you, me. We, and I, she. I think she did it because she, like, she has, she has fears that he doesn't actually want to be with her. Like it's just this comfort for him, and the fact that they're not really, they didn't actually get divorced. So like, it's just one step he doesn't have to take. And so I think she did it that way because she wanted like him to fight for her this time. Like she wanted to be wanted because the last time, like he didn't fight for her. She, he, she didn't fight for them, and. While she didn't either, like there were extenuating circumstances for the reason that like she decided to separate herself from that situation, but she wanted him to want her. Right. And that's like some of the, cause they, they were so young when they first got married, mm -hmm. they had the miscommunications over and over again. And I think as much as they like grew, like they're both very accomplished people Mm -hmm. um as in like they have set careers own their own house you know like they are successful by the world's definition but mm -hmm. um when they come together they kind of like go back to being those kids again like mm -hmm. the insecurities they had when their relationship started are all fresh yeah they definitely are and they're both inherently insecure in general and i think that it's one thing I really enjoy about this book is the fact that these are two very real people. Like, yes, they are accomplished. Yes, they have good jobs. Like she's a pro professor at MIT. Like he's a lawyer, 
for cipher security, like in Penny's world, like these are two extremely accomplished people who have like master's degrees in like their field, but they are so insecure about their personal lives and like the decisions that they're making. It's like, she didn't say this. Is this what she means or is this what she needs? She said this, does she mean this or does she mean this? It's like, there's so much, like so many things spinning for them. Right, and the irony of that, of him being a lawyer and like, he should be able to dissect everything he said, she mm -hmm. says to him, but. Yeah, yeah, but when it comes to that personal, like personal life, he's he's a hot mess of chaos. <laughs> so one thing I really did want to talk about. So this is the debut novel of Nancy Wen. It is the only book she has written. And reading it, had I not known it going in, I would not have thought this was a debut. I thought the story structure was extremely well done. Like she's a little bit wordy, but that seems to be kind of a, a smarty pants, like overall blanket like it fits perfectly into the world but her writing style like it was smooth it flowed well there weren't a lot of like a lot of issues with the book which I thought was really nice I agree like she she did very well and she has like little notes that they wrote to each other at the beginning of each mm -hmm. chapter um some they sent like I think Andrew's the only one that sent mm -hmm. and she they're the the ones from Tina are like not sent or thrown away or mm -hmm. yeah even like at one point it said it was ripped up and thrown away but I like that because it it gives how they're feeling in those moments in their past but and it was like if you had just sent it think of how different your life would have been right yeah I do love the I I I's though. <laughs> I think that was like one of my favorite parts of the whole book. She's like, ay, ay, ay. That's what I kept thinking every time, like they couldn't communicate directly. She to says each it a other. lot, but like she when, does. When one of them say something stupid, you're like, ay, 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 again. <laughs> yeah, like you just want to smack them upside the head and be like, use your words. Yes. You should, it's like talking to a child, use your words. But that's something too, like, so they're both a little bit nerdy in a good way. I love a good nerd, but they're, they both have those elements, but she, she writes a really snarky book, but in such a nerdy fashion that you don't notice it's snark until like halfway through. Right. Like Tina's a little awkward, but she, she is smart and always knows like what's going on. Mm -hmm. um well and Andrew like he just he has these awkward moments and things just pop out of his mouth and he's like it's like he says it and then he second guesses it but it works really well in that moment <laughs> I feel like that's my life so <laughs> oh yeah I know so let's talk a little bit about the smarty pants universe connections because she does a really good job just interworking these people so we meet um Kat and Dan, the security man. So Kat was childhood friends with Clayton, who is the fiance. This yep, is Mr. not a love Perfect. triangle though. Let me preface that. There are love triangle elements in probably the first like two chapters. And then it's like, there's nothing. He's not, he's a misnomer of the story. Yeah, there's no, there's no cheating. Like there's no cheating. Even, yeah, like she's, 
they weren't even like sexually active and mm-hmm. engaged and like she knows doesn't kiss him at it was all like a so friend engagement friendgement yeah. like a, a friendgement that's a good word <laughs> yes we should we should market that one we should instead of the fake engagement it's a friendgement yeah because it's just convenient hey we're at the same place in life let's just yeah well and that's and that was like when she was talking about her engagement to Clayton she's like we have like some more goals some more life like some more life goals we're in like a similar place in life and we were friends and just kind of started dating and it just seemed like the natural progression like there was never any talk of love or true relationship want it was just I feel like we're in a good place to make that next step Right. Like she talks about the engagement and she didn't seem excited about it. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, sure. Well, it makes the engagement party super awkward when Andrew shows up because who doesn't love when their husband shows up to their engagement party to another <laughs> man? But, but that's one thing that we didn't talk about too, is she had not told like anybody that they had been married right. yeah no one no one else knows except for Pippa correct mm-hmm. well his mom knew and then the best friend who I feel uh, like she she should be in a book yeah I'm hoping because I know Nancy is writing one mm-hmm. currently so I'm hoping that's Pippa's I feel like story Pippa, because Pippa she's like my soul sister who doesn't have a filter yeah <laughs> I think she would she, be a great book. Yeah, and she seems a little lost and mm-hmm. well, and she's like traveling, but she's a lawyer, but not like where she's not right, in the US. Like, what is like, she doing? Who knows? But she she was she was such a fun character and just she laid like some truths down, especially like when kind of the blow up happened because the thing that happened to break them up the first time shows back up and you're like, what is going on? But then you find out what happened and, and what the reality is. And you're like, just, why didn't you just tell her? Right. It would have saved chaos both times. Yeah. But I also like the, that Andrew had to sit with it for a while mm-hmm. and learn. Um, he makes like the analogy to the orchid mm-hmm. at Tina's house when they were li- little kids, like mm-hmm. being starved from the sun to shock it. And it's like, finally, the guy. Well, and I think, I think the way that it plays out the second time around where she basically is like, I need you to do these things for me. Like, I need you to, like, I trust you. I need you to trust me. And when he's not willing to do that, like, I don't blame her for walking away. Like, she's not walking away full time and like long term. But if he's not capable of giving her the same amount of trust that she gives him, like, she doesn't want to be in that situation anymore. Right. And she walks away that time instead of running away. Mm -hmm. Like, because both of them are really good at running from the problem. Um. It's like, I got a paper cut. I'm going to like, I'm going to check out. <laughs> right. Like I'm going to fly halfway across the country now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she leaves the door open for him to kind of learn mm-hmm. from his mistake. And he, and he does. And I think that like, had the reconciliation happened the previous time, like, I don't know if they would have made it, 
I think that maybe they needed that 10 year gap and that 10 years of growing and 10 years of realizing like this is truly the person I am meant to be with. I agree. Um, although they neither one of them apparently had like intercourse with anybody else during. I know, which is crazy to me. Crazy. <laughs> Which that's totally a spoiler, so we apologize for that. But yeah, it's good to know. But no, I read that and I was like, really? Yeah. But I like that they both did it because a lot of times, like when you read a book, like you'll have a care, like a hero and heroine who are getting their second chance, and one of them does, and one of them doesn't. Right. Or like, and that bugs me sometimes, depending on like who is the doing and who is the not doing in the situation, like in the situation surrounding the doing and not doing. There's a lot of words of doing right now. Like, yes, a lot of doing. But it doesn't. They weren't me. doing anything. They were doing nothing. But or like they're both doing things. So I, it's interesting, like how that played out. But I did like that. Okay, Jenny. So. Did you like this book? I did like this. I did too. I really enjoyed it. Like, like I said, this is the only book that Nancy has out there in like the world. And it is, it is well done, well written in a lot of nerdy snark that you just don't want to miss. So who would typically like this book? Um, second chance, um, probably like it doesn't fit into any specific trope besides that. I don't think, mm -mm. but, um, Contemporary romance, snark. If you're familiar with the Smarty Pants romance mm -hmm. universe, you definitely want to read this one. Yeah, and it's a slow burn, but it it does not burn as slow as some of the other Smarty Pants books that we get. Because I think, like I said, it was 60, 61%. So it, it's slow, but it's not so slow that it's like you're waiting till like that 90% mark. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel super slow with the way the story plays out. That's what I was going to say. Like, there's a lot going on before mm -hmm. they get there. And once they get there, then there's still a lot going on until the end of the book. Right. Well, and the two of them have a lot of things to overcome before they get to that point. Like, there are a couple moments you're like, oh, they're going to totally do it. But then they don't because something happens. And like a memory pops up or like an emotion happens or the circumstances just don't work. So it, it definitely works the way the, the slow burn plays out. Okay, so would you recommend this book? Yes, 100%. I would too. I really enjoyed it. Like I, I'm hoping she gives us more in this world because I think that it would be really fun to read. <laughs> okay, so do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? If you do, send us an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we may review your request, request on a quick shot of romance. But thank you so much, Jenny, for joining me with this quick, for this quick shot of romance. Thank you. Okay, and until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.